Happy Halloween, everyone, and welcome to another segment of Course Correction. I'm your host, Stella. This segment, we will be discussing my reasons for not voting for Catherine Thomas and why you should support and retain Dr. Michelle Sandberg. I've made a couple of videos about Catherine, which I will link in the description, posts, and on my website. This video will be a quick summation of why I won't be voting for her and why you shouldn't either. Catherine has a habit of using her family to give herself credibility instead of using her own credentials or experience because she knows that those don't stand up to her opponents. She does it every time she introduces herself, just like in this video from the October 11th NCW Young Voters Forum. My family has been in Wenatchee since 1934. My parents, uh, um, we're both in large families, uh, but uh, that and lived, born and raised in Wenatchee. They met at Pioneer Middle School in the seventh grade. Um, my father was uh, born in South Wenatchee and raised in South Wenatchee, uh, one of 10 siblings. Uh, he um, excelled through the Wenatchee school system and was able to receive an appointment to West Point where he started a 31 year long career in the military. Um, he retired as a general. Um, and my mother went through the Wenatchee school system, became a teacher. She was a teacher for 25 years at all of the different duty stations my father was assigned to. So I'm a, an army brat. Um, I'm a product of a lot of different school systems. I spent every year of high school in a different school. Um, I graduated from the University of Alabama with a degree in nursing, and I've been a nurse for 26 years. Um, my husband is also a medical professional, works at Confluence. We have one daughter. Uh, she is a sophomore at Wenatchee High School. So her parents were born in Wenatchee. Her father excelled in Wenatchee schools. Her father went to West Point. Her father was a general. Her mother went to Wenatchee schools. Her mother was a teacher for 25 years. She mentions briefly that she graduated from the University of Alabama and she's a nurse. Then says her husband is also a medical professional and works at Confluence or rather worked at Confluence, a local hospital. According to an article in the Wenatchee World, Catherine told them her husband was laid off because he refused to protect his patients by getting vaccinated. So out of all of the qualifications she listed, only one was hers. I'm not sure what her parents' credentials have to do with her absolute lack of experience, but she lists them every time she introduces herself. The only reason I can think of is because her introduction would be woefully short with just, hi, I'm Catherine Thomas. I'm a nurse with no relevant experience to offer the school board. Vote for me. <laughs> Her reason to run. Um, what started this whole school board run for me was the pandemic. And um, when it hit, my husband and I felt comfortable enough to have students to our house for school. We had 12 kids that came every day. Uh, and 
had the social interaction that they that they needed. They had to get up and get dressed and go somewhere and be ready for school, do their classes online with their Chromebooks. And some kids were in the same classes together. Others would use different rooms and we they'd have lunch together and just it kept them going with the necessary social interaction that they needed. So they, they were doing well. I was directed to a Facebook page of parents not doing well and listening to their stories made me sad and upset and wondering what I could do to help. Um, these parents were begging for their kids to be allowed to go back to school for school to start again, and um, they were not being heard. Because of the pandemic, she hosted online school at her 6,700 square foot house for several kids, which was very nice of her. Then she says that she came across a group of angry parents who wanted to get their children back in schools during a worldwide pandemic. But instead of speaking from her only point of experience, nursing, and encouraging these parents to wear masks and get vaccinated as the fastest way to get our children back in schools, Catherine instead placed blame on the school board and began advocating for them to buck science and local community health organizations. So that's why she decided to run, because she wanted the kids back in school full time, which they are right now, by the way, and wants to advocate for no masks and no vaccinations for our children, effectively endangering their lives and the lives of their family, despite her medical training. Catherine went so far as a representative of these parents to attend a school board meeting unmasked on August 24th, 2021. She was there to encourage and support the angry and illogical maskless crowd that was attending in defiance of the mask mandate that had gone into effect the day before. It would be, again, we're under a mask mandate. I would. Let's hear from your board. You just said this up to the board. Let's hear from your board. So we haven't started our meeting. So. Is there a Zoom option? For there is absolutely always like a Zoom option. Wear a mask in person. Yeah, absolutely. That seems like a reasonable accommodation. Why do we have to change our values right. and our way of living? I'm not, I don't, I'm not offended that you're wearing a mask. I'm not offended if you like vaccines. So why do I have to change for you? I, I could care less what you guys want to do. So, so why should it? Carry laws, man. You can't it's not a law. Food. How many times do we have to repeat this? It's a mandate. It's just some vomit from Jadolf and it has no holding ground. Laura, the safety of my family. I don't feel safe as well. Conducted a meeting with a group of unmasked people without known vaccination status as well. Um, I agree we need to continue with the agenda of the school board um, and allow our staff to present as, uh, as planned. So I am not in favor of um, continuing without complying with the mask mandate. So be the conclusion of the board that it's not time for a discussion. I'm sorry, we're not having a discussion with the public right now. My name is Luke Dietrich. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm sorry. You are not. You were mentioning about a we will, I have a six-year-old daughter. I have a three-year-old son, and I have a one-year-old son. And I, I feel it's unsafe for what you guys are forcing down their throats. 
The teaching your freedom to wake and wear masks so it is unsafe and it is harmful to them. And this is wrong what you guys are doing. You're already going to adjourn and not let it be spoken, so I'm going to speak right now before you guys take okay. off like hours. We didn't make it's a motion. I have no choice, but other than to talk about the fear of your family, what about my family? I can't put my kids in the floor right now because they crap your not made the decision to go on. Absolutely disgusting. Do you think masks are let them hang themselves. Ago, there was no mandate, and they were unmasked, and you sat here with us. That's the discrimination. I'll link my video on that meeting and the laws she broke by not wearing a mask and participating in the eruptions by not doing so. Beyond that, Catherine Thomas's transphobic comments are also worrisome as to how she's going to represent all children that would include LGBTQIA plus kids in our schools. Thank you. Our next question is from Becca, and she asks, regarding individuals who are transgender, what are your thoughts as far as restroom access is concerned and their right to use the restroom that corresponds with their gender identity? Me. Um, I uh, feel that uh, people need to use the restroom uh, according to the gender that they were um, identified as at conception. Um, <laughs> that's when sex is determined with an X chromosome or Y chromosome. And I believe that that's the restroom that they should be using. In During this time where we do not have unisex bathrooms that people can use individually until the high school is renovated, if that's a part of the plan for renovation, um, I don't think that um, it's appropriate for my five foot three inch daughter to have to be using a restroom with someone who may identify as female, but uh, has all the characteristics of a um, may of the male sex. Um, I, I just think at this time when we don't have the ability to have the restrooms um, unisex, then, then people have to be using the restroom of the sex that they are uh, identified as at conception. So thank you for posing that question, Becca. Um, I know that there are some districts regionally that do have transgender bathrooms, and I think their their students appreciate that. Um, I'd just like to point out that, um, Catherine, earlier you said that LGBTQ students all need to be treated the same, but what you're actually saying is transgender students don't get treated the same. They don't get to use the bathroom of their choice. And so I, I think you're saying one thing, but showing your thoughts on another in, in, a, in a different way. So um, transgender students are typically victims, uh, not attacking people. So I think we need to kind of get away from some of these fears that some people stoke for their young um, their daughters that they're concerned for. I have four daughters and my concerns do not surround a transgender student entering the same bathroom with them. I have other concerns for my daughter's safety, but it's not usually with a transgender student. So um, I do believe that our transgender students um, need to have a voice just like all of our other students. 
it's the same. So um, I hope again, that we can be treating our students with basic respect and support and safety. Um, some students might be gender fluid or non-binary. And so they might choose to go into unisex bathroom because maybe then they don't identify with either male or female. So there are a number of issues, um, but I wanna be sure that all our students feel supported. And, um, and again, other districts have bathrooms that support our transgender students. So I would hope that we can do the same. <sighs> Catherine Thomas straight up thinks that transgender children with zero evidence to support her pose a threat to cisgender children by getting access to the bathroom that aligns with their gender identity. She also says that we should use the bathroom that aligns with the gender we were assigned at conception. That poses an issue, Catherine. You see, for myself... The doctor told my mom that I was supposed to be a boy, so should I be using the men's restroom? But beyond your obvious and kind of astounding lack of medical knowledge and terminology for a nurse, what about intersex people, Catherine? Did you know that intersex people make up about 1.7% of the world's population? That's 131 million eight hundred and one thousand people around the world that you say shouldn't use either binary gender bathroom then to make that a more local number that means that 582 people living in wenatchee right now are intersex statistically 1.7 percent of the student population is intersex so how are you going to regulate bathroom usage based on genitals. Catherine, on top of spreading medical misinformation like the gender at conception myth, she also does not support mask use and spreads misinformation about critical race theory. She has an incredible ability to show how out of touch she is with the people of color in our community with a lot of other comments. She made a comment during the October 11th NCW Young Voters Forum that was pretty interesting. Question for this section is from Claudia. And Claudia asks, CRT is being discussed in school board races across the nation, but the overwhelming majority of educators say CRT is not part of the K through 12 education. If you're concerned about CRT in our local schools, in what instances have you seen it present in our local K through 12 classrooms? If you're not concerned about CRT in our local schools, what evidence do you cite that is either not present or not of major concerns? So I think it's my turn to go first, right? So um, I would be on the side that I don't see evidence. And again, uh, I don't have people running to me saying, oh, we have CRT in our classroom. I don't think we do. Um, and the district actually released a press release this summer to address concerns about CRT. CRT, from what I, what I understand, what I've researched, is that it doesn't exist on the K-12 level in our country. And um, that's, that's my understanding of it. Um, I will say that um, in terms of our curriculums, 
I think we try to be really transparent what our district has uh, selected for our curriculum and we have community involvement. So I, again, I think this is very fear-based and misinformation-based. Well, I think that, um, I think, I think there is an element of truth to it being out there nationwide because there has been, there have been attempts to bring that into different school districts, maybe not here, but I think that that it's not just a fire breathing dragon. It's actually out there um, because we're seeing across the country, different school districts having to deal with it. Um, CRT is, is an ideology and I, uh, our schools should be academic institutions and not places that are that where ideologies are taught. Um, you know, CRT is it does exist. It's not a, it's not just a thing that people are making up. It's a Marxist ideology that came about um, because, well, kind of the, the long version of it uh, is when there were two classes of people the very very wealthy and the very poor there was the idea that okay if we overthrow hey all you poor people we need to overthrow the rich people and then spread it out spread out the wealth evenly and then it will all be good when that ideology came to the united states of america um the idea that you could uh, be in the poor group of people and want to excel was proven in America. Nobody could come and say, hey, poor people, you'll never be part of the rich people. Um, let's all rebel and then uh, uh, spread the wealth. Because everybody had an equal opportunity in America and you could make your life what you wanted it to be. So that, uh, that ideology didn't fly. Um, now we're seeing it in terms of race. Hello, oppressed people. Your race is oppressed. Um, in order to overcome your oppressor, first of all, we've got to name the oppressed and we've got to name the oppressors. Um, and there, the attempt to do that is through race in this country with CRT. Um, that's where you start to have a real problem, believing that, um, or starting to state that your institutions in the United States are based on racism, or they, there is systemic racism in an institution. An institution can't be racist. Um, uh, people in the institution can be, and that racism and racist people should be rooted out. Uh, but as far as then terming uh, our education system or different things, different institutions in the United States as being racist, I just, uh, I don't agree with that. And I think that's where the concern ha has started. There have been um, classes, mandated classes, for instance, um, the North Central Washington Libraries group. I met with a librarian who had gone to uh, a class that all 30 North Central Washington libraries, public libraries were uh, mandated to attend. And they talked about examples of, uh, of, of racist actions. And the two specific that she gave me were one, if you go to a luncheon with, a, um, with your fellow colleagues, and, and this is exactly the uh, example that was used in this training for the librarians, and you order, there is a black member in your group of 
diners for your lunch and you ordered the devil's food cake, you might upset the black diner, that your black coworker. We're seeing examples of things like that being taught in, in equity courses. And for instance, some of the things that, some of the mandated teacher and educator courses that are happening. And that's kind of indicative of just the verbiage already being introduced into our schools through what's being required to be taught to teachers. I think that's, so I don't think it's just a, a, something that's not real and something that nobody has to worry about. I think that we do need to be aware of it. And I think there are ways, for instance, with the, uh, our school board, we can enact a policy that says, there is no CRT being taught and there never will be CRT being taught. Because everyone had an equal opportunity in America? Everyone? Catherine, you don't think you're forgetting something. Catherine seems to be an advocate for censorship, which doesn't surprise me as she seems to do her best to leave out the parts of our history in the United States some people would like to avoid talking about, like slavery. On her website, she says that no one should teach critical race theory anywhere for any reason. Last I checked, and something your base likes to scream about in this country, we have something called free speech. And it's protected under the First Amendment. So while not everyone may agree with every aspect of critical race theory, which is a college-level elective theory. That's the cool thing about our country, right? People can still talk about it and teach it and not risk getting arrested for it. Catherine also shows a deep level of disconnect between data and cognition. For example, she says here on the same October 11th forum that she's upset with test scores. Thank you. Our next question is, what can be done to improve student achievement and ensure all students are prepared for life after high school? Uh, Catherine, if you'd like to start us off. Yeah, I think it's, that is a, that's a great question, critical question. Um, according to OSPI, our uh, report card is really sad. Um, we've got uh, scores that are not satisfactory. Our, uh, only 53% of students meet the standards for English. Only 43% of students met the standards for science and a dismal 37% of students met the standard for math. Um, that's embarrassing. You know, Catherine, you're almost there. You're right. There is an issue with these test scores, but you aren't exploring why. The next tab over from the one you clicked is the diversity report. This tab gives you a bit more insight as to why kids are struggling the worst. On the same note, one of Catherine's next questions in this same forum about inclusivity was this. And the first question is from Ashley, who asks, how will you help encourage and foster a culture of inclusivity in our schools? I think that kindness is the key. I think that having a zero tolerance policy of bullying in place um, covers a lot of, a lot of situations. Um, my, your husband is Korean. My husband is Mexican. Um, so I understand we've spent nine years in El Paso uh, with my husband's family uh, prior to being here. And um, so living um, in a, a completely different culture 
primarily Hispanic was, um, and, and my daughter went to a, um, a, a Spanish speaking, only Spanish speaking, uh, full immersion program at a Montessori school for seven years. So, um, that was kind of a, a time that we really tried to embrace my husband's side of the family and, and, and that Hispanic culture. So I, I have to say, I do think that Wenatchee is very, a very inclusive town. I think that it, um, I think that um, people are very welcoming and I think that the schools uh, do a great job um, with not tolerating the bullying and having the many clubs and, and groups and um, help, uh, basically counseling help uh, that kids may need for uh, to have people to reach out to if there is an instance of that kind of kind of treatment. Um, again, I don't know what else you can do besides zero tolerance of bullying. We've got to not allow that kind of thing to happen and truly stick to that policy. Um, I think that, again, though, Wenatchee does offer um, a good environment of inclusivity. Here, in regards to inclusivity, Catherine flexes about her husband's connection to the Hispanic Mexican culture. She did that thing she likes to do by appropriating the other person's experience to give herself credibility. Yet she completely misses the point earlier when she was opining about the dismal test scores. Let's talk a minute about the actual issue of those test scores she mentioned in our school district. Despite her blatant appropriation of her husband's Hispanic culture, Catherine Thomas seems to have missed the mitigating factors. Here, it shows that students that are struggling most in English, math, and science are Latinx and Black students. Yet, Catherine doesn't mention the fact that 53% of our student population in the Wenatchee School District is Hispanic and Latinx. She talks about the dismal test scores in science, yet she doesn't mention that the children that need the most help are the children of color who have been historically underrepresented in our school district. This is the same culture she purports a connection to through her husband and her daughter. Instead, she'd rather say that systemic racism in our schools doesn't exist and that Wenatchee is a very inclusive place. Yet the numbers don't lie. 53% of our kids are Hispanic and they are consistently the lowest performers in our district. So how do you plan to address their learning loss, Catherine, how do you plan to help them? Nearly 11% of our Hispanic and Latinx students drop out of high school compared to the 7% of their white counterparts. Why is it that we have a higher dropout rate for Hispanic and Latinx children in our school district? She has no answers for these questions or any others beyond dog whistles about Marxism and fear-mongering about vaccines. So that's why I'm not voting for Catherine Thomas. She's not qualified. She uses other people's experience and culture to give herself credibility and overall will not focus, as she hasn't even mentioned them except to compare them to predators, on representing the children that have been historically and systematically underrepresented in our school district that need help to be safe, supported, and driven to succeed during their experience in our school district. Thanks for listening, and until next time... Let's make progress. Hit that subscribe button to stay updated with us. And any sources we've used in today's episode are below or are available on our website at progressivedevilry.com.